Hello everyone, I'm Amika and I am the founding chief of House Shoe, which is a cognitive luxury loft. Here, our purpose is to elevate our minds and everyday experiences. This podcast can be found on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. So please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. If you have any questions or recommendations, please email me at ashoemaker at howshoe.co. That's A-S-H-O-E-M-A-K-E-R at H-A-U-S-S-H-O-E dot C-O. And also be sure to follow along on Instagram at Co. So how y'all doing? Good? Okay. Let's get to it. So in episode three, I introduced my consultancy, Kodari Mundell, where we focus on client services and retention management, leadership and professional development, reputation and image management, issues and crisis communication strategy, as well as brand culture. At Kadari Mondale, we provide services primarily for retail and client-based businesses. I also committed to doing a weekly episode that is solely focused on business and how important your client experience is to your bottom line. And if you are in a service-based business, you always want, well, as with any business, the goal, the name of the game is to always end in the black and not the red. When you are in the black, that When you're in business, the name of the game, regardless of what your specialization is, is to be in the black and not the red. When you are in the black, that means your books, you are running a profit. That means that you are um, doing more than breaking even. You know, you're you're receiving more in profit and, and sales than you're putting out to maintain your business. When you are in the red, that means that you are losing money. That means that you are in a deficit and you need to rethink some of your strategies because being in a red and not yielding a profit and you are constantly spending money on your business is going to end in you not having a business. So if you're in the red, I really need you to kind of go back and look through your books, look through your strategies, your business strategies, look at your business model and see what's going on. Cause we don't want anyone going out of business. We want everybody to thrive in their respected lanes. Last time in the business nook, we talked about customer service and retention. This week, I want to focus on reputation and image management. I touched on this on the last episode as well, but I want to go a little bit deeper today. So research shows that you have 0.05 seconds to make an impression. And I know for me, I go off of aesthetic first. Sorry, but I'm not sorry. You know, if you don't care enough to put into your physical presentation, what makes me believe that you will put effort into your services? You know, what makes me believe that you will take the time to care and cater to me as a client? And I don't subscribe to the bullshit of I'm all about my work. I don't have time. I don't, I'm not about, you know, what you look like. It's all about, you know, how, how, how good you are. This, that, and the third child. No, you have time. Okay. You are your brand. The way you look, the way you speak, the way you think, the way you interact and the way that you follow up. How people think of you when you're business name 
or when your name or whatever it is that you go by professionally, whatever feelings that that name evokes amongst your market, that's your brand. That's your reputation. You have to take time to package yourself because you are selling yourself. You are selling your concepts and services. You are selling an experience. Elevate you and you will elevate your business and your everyday experiences and the experiences that you provide to other people. That is my whole mantra of cognitive luxury. You cannot make a conscientious effort to think to think and speak all of these wonderful positive things in your life. You cannot speak all of these affirmations and work on all these positive manifestations in your personal life and it not translate into your professional life. That's like serving two masters. It takes too much effort. You cannot be positive on one end and you're sowing all these seeds of positivity and you want to reap all these uh, manifestations and fruitions of your prayers and your affirmations, but then you come over here business-wise and you're lacking. You don't have the motivation. That takes too much effort. That's serving two masters. So if you're doing all that in your personal life to make sure that you're an elevated person and the way that you're thinking is elevated and you're calling forth all positive things in your life, it has no choice but to translate into other areas of your life. It's contagious. Like that is the one contagious thing that I want. I want harmonious vibration. I want to attract all of the positive things, all blessings that God has for me. I want to attract it. I don't want to confuse no type of airwaves. I don't want to confuse nothing. So I make a conscientious effort every day to try to think those positive thoughts. Because I want it to translate throughout my life. So if you're going to do that personally, you got to do it professionally. You know, and we have... Change everything because of Corona. She didn't come in. You know, we've gotten a little bit lackadaisical about how we dress because we aren't really facing anyone personally because of quarantine and because of COVID and all of the restrictions that are placed on businesses these days. But you're still doing Zoom calls. You're still FaceTiming. You're still doing uh, Google Duo and all of these technologically advanced meeting things, you know. Don't zoom me with your hair and a scarf unless you're serving me a full look, honey. If you just got your hair and a scarf just because you walk up and you feel like doing your hair, but, you know, you still got on a T-shirt and you don't have no face beat. So, I, I mean, what what you going to talk to me about? I know for sure you aren't getting ready to discuss business with me. Looking like you just got through cleaning up the kitchen. No, ma'am. No, 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 no. When you are meeting clients in person, still you need to be on point. You know, be punctual, be groomed, put on some lotion, comb your hair. Okay? You know, you on Zoom, everything is from what? The, the, anything from the waist down? We don't care what you have on. You know, for me, I would still put on a whole look because I just feel crazy putting on, you know, like a button down or a nice sweater or, you know, a nice shirt. You know, I'm, I'm beat. 
Honey, I'm serving you from the scalp all the way down to my waistline. And then just because you can't see me, I still got on pajama pants. So I got on some biking shorts. I don't, don't want to do that. Like that confused me. <laughs> I have to, I, I have to stay in line, honey, because I get distracted. And if I'm not intentionally putting myself into a certain role, then I, my little Gemini wires at the top of my head, child, we get confused and I'm not, I'm not channeling myself as a whole. So I know I'm not the only one in the world that does that. And because I'm a firm believer, you know, in a power suit, when you meet somebody face to face and you're going to close a deal or pitch your brand, put on a suit, baby, and see how you feel. You will feel the transformation. Because you done took the time, honey. If you a man, you was taking the time to get that button down and your pocket square and your tie and your socks and your and your shoes. You you taking time to get your suit tailored. I hope, man, all, your suits should be tailored. Okay. Tailor your suit. It makes a difference. There's a difference between a suit and a power suit. A power suit, you exude power. You feel powerful. Because you feel like what you have on is made for you. You just sloshing around in a big old suit. Look like you done bought it from your granddad. You're not going to deliver your best you because you feel disheveled. You don't even feel like you feel like you imitating somebody because this is not even this is not even a look for you. You look so out of place. So, gentlemen, please go and get you a tailored suit. You don't need five, six, seven suits. If if meeting people or, you know, pitching is something that you don't do every day, get you one suit. Get you one navy suit. I love a man in a navy suit. Black is a little too heavy for me in a men's suit. Uh, it's very, very, very formal. You know, I think that it's more so reserved for, like, high-level CEOs of financial groups. I just see that, you know, sitting around a round table. I just think it's a little bit too, it's a little too stuffy. And I feel like if you look too serious, you can be a little bit off-putting, especially in today's more casual climate. Do a suit, but I would say go more towards a charcoal gray or a navy blue. For women, power suit, awesome. Find you, and you know, one thing that I think is so awesome now being in fashion and seeing how things have, you know, kind of transformed. Suiting is now separate. So you can buy, if you, like me, you two totally different dimensions on the top and the bottom. You can get your your uh, your pants or your skirt one size and your blouse and your jacket can be something else because you're buying everything separately. So that's a good thing now. So we don't have any excuses as to why we don't have a power suit. Don't make it too little, Okay. Honey, don't go get a too little suit thinking you finna go meet with all these young bachelors or these distinguished gentlemen. And they're going to be, you know, you're going to win them over because your suit is tight. You're going to win them over, but it ain't going to be because of your skill set. And you want to be cognizant of your reputation and your brand. So you need to be professional at all times. Women, get you a tailored suit as well. Be professional. Put them heels on. And you know what? Really, nowadays, you don't even need any heels. Because, like I said, everything is going so casual now. I prefer heels. If not, I would wear more of a slim leg pants. And I would do, like, a cool sneaker. 
that's an option. That's cute. But we'll talk about, we'll get more into like your, your fashion options in another episode. But I just want to, my biggest takeaway that I want you to have right now is that everybody needs to have a power suit. I don't want to meet with you, you know, in just like a t-shirt and jeans. Like what kind of business are we going to discuss while you are in flip-flops? You know, respects me just as I respect you. I'm not going to come to you looking crazy because I respect you as a professional and an expert in your field. So I would not come to you in, you know, leggings and a t-shirt and my Adidas. I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm going to respect you. So respect me enough as a potential client. Respect your clients. Respect you know, the people that you're about to present in front of that you want to gain their their trust in their business. You have to look the part, honey. You have to get into the room. Being well-dressed, you know, it's a form of good manners. That's all a part of cognitive luxury as well. When you think in an elevated manner, which in turn, it translates into a harmonious vibration, just like I told you earlier, honey. With your appearance and your experience that you provide, you it, when you look good, you think when you think good, you feel good. All of that works together. You start judging up those juices, like okay, well, some of me feel good, but well, the rest of me gonna feel good too. So it just starts going throughout your body, and then once you start getting that confidence, and you start talking your talk and walking your walk, and then you present yourself like bing, bam, boom, baby, there you go, you got your client, you sold me. Because in addition to what you have on, I can see the confidence. That's the whole thing I'm saying about your image and your and what you're having, what you have on. Okay, your image. Just like think about one of the best examples I can come up with right now is um, is Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey is suited and booted every time. He's kind of gotten away, I think, from the suits. All the time, you know, he'll lax it just a little bit. But Steve Harvey was known for his suit. So what did he do? He came out with a suit line. That man is always presentable. You don't ever see him half-stepping when he's in front of people. And just like um, another example, Ellen DeGeneres, she, for women, she wears a suit, but she wears it with sneakers. She's not a heel type of girl. So she came out with a sneaker line that you could wear with suits. I worked at Dillard's. I know. We sold them. And they were cute. Just like you put effort into dressing professionally for an interview, you should put the same effort into meeting with your client. It's the same concept. They're interviewing you to see if you're a good fit for the services they need And in a sense, you're interviewing them to see if they're a good fit for the clientele that you're building. You know, honey, look, I'm I'm the first one to tell you, you need to do a discovery call (laughs) because I need to discover if if I can deal with you, what type of person you are. You need to discover me and see if you can deal with me as your as your coach or as your uh, subject matter expert. You know, we need to discover each other before we go real far into our business relationships, honey, because our money is not good money. And some people are not even worth the headache. Like, I'm being real transparent. And I'm being real honest. A lot of people uh, get up here and tell, you know, um, yes, you should work. You should do this. You should do that. 
sweetheart. Sometimes the people that want to work with you are not people that you need to work with. Because if you cannot, if you guys don't see eye to eye on like the smallest, most minute detail of just the basics of how you communicate, then you're not going to forge a successful relationship. Like that's just not a successful business relationship. It's not going to come out of that. When you have two completely different communication skills, sets, um, your presentation is different. Just how you, just how you overall just carry yourself. You know, if neither one of you are open to change and meeting a person at the level, then, you know, exit out. Like that's not even worth the stress. Focus on the type of customer that you want. And the best way to do that is through a discovery call. And one thing I do want to talk about so far is, um, when you get dressed, get off of the designer train when you're pitching. You shouldn't go to that extreme either. You know, no one wants to see five different designer logos when conducting business with you. You have on a Louis Vuitton bag, a Gucci belt, you got Tory Burke shoes, a Chanel brooch, and Prada shades. Girl, where you where you finna go? Like, what what are you doing? That tells me absolutely nothing about your skills and capabilities to provide what I need. And to someone who really has an elevated mindset, you look a hot damn mess. You know, your look is all over the place. You want to appear to be a boss and successful and capable. You put more effort into looking like a success instead of successfully converting our meeting into a true partnership. Why you got on all this stuff? Like, what What are you trying? Are you trying to sell the fact that you're able to afford these things? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Or are you really trying to focus in on what your talents are and how you can help the person that you're trying to sell to? Pick two out of the five. Yeah, just pick two out of the five. You're going to have on your, your Gucci belt. Get you some more subtle shoes. You know, get you some loafers or something. You know, you want your horse bit loafers on with your Gucci belt. That's fine. You know, you want to wear your Prada shades and a pair of Louboutins. That's fine. But I don't come flying around here with five, five, six different brands on. Like, what you doing? That's too much. Calm down. A little bit of time. You don't want to be tacky. The name of the game is to be elevated, not escalated. Don't don't have exclamation pause behind marks behind your, you know, what you got going on. Calm that down. Simmer down. Simmer down. And I also want you to be careful who you hire as a stylist because try some of your stylists need a stylist, but you ain't heard that from me. <laughs> yes, you did. Look at a whole mess on Instagram talking about let me style you for success. But you need to clean off that mirror, okay, and get your ass checked because half of these spandex and stiletto mavis couldn't style me to walk the dog or go to the mailbox. You can't wear spandex everywhere. You can't wear no bodysuit everywhere. I don't care what you say. Yo, you, you are, if all you have in your closet or in your drawer or your armoire is a bunch of spandex, you need to rethink that. Okay, I don't care if you put it on with a duster. I don't care if you put it on with a blazer. You cannot be a professional 
with a closet and wardrobe that is exclusively spandex. I don't care how long the blazer is to cover your ass. It's inappropriate in certain settings. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry that they told you that. Sorry that you're going, you know, you're scrolling through Instagram trying to see what's the professional look. And then you get all these hood stylists walking around here with a fur coat, a bodysuit, and some stiletto boots. Talking about something, I'm a boss chick. Yeah, I'm sure you are. But, you know, you may be a boss, but that's not really professional. That's a fashion look. That's something that you, you know, you wear when you're trying to make a statement socially, not professionally. So, I really need y'all to please kind of stay away from that because I'm start. I've seen a lot of, you know, people that are aspiring to brand themselves as a professional and your outfit is all wrong. Please, please reach out to me. Email me. A-S-H-O-E-M-A-K-E-R at houseshoe.co. Please, let, let me hope you out. We got to get out the spandex. I know we're a little lackadaisical, a little bit more laxed in our meeting spaces and our working places, but get out them spandex leotards. Okay. 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 Invest in you. Invest in your brand. Invest in your client experience. You invest in all of that, then you have no choice but to receive a uh, uh, fruitfulness you know if you invest so much into yourself that means that you're you're aiming to be better investment in yourself that means that you're working to be better that means that you're learning that means that you're working that means that you're striving so of course you're going to see the return on it that's the name of the game but it may not be immediate you know it takes time some people are overnight success but don't let that deter you keep striving don't give up don't ever give up invest in yourself if you need to do courses invest in it if you need to invest into your look, do it. Because people going to see you before they hear you. Or they should. I mean, no loud mouth child around here trying to gain no clients and stuff, honey. Have a little couth, a little bit of decorum. By selling on your appearance, you know, you're giving access to the room. From here, you get into the room, figuratively speaking. And you sell your services and your experiences. Let people... Dress in a manner in which you are approachable, yet you're respected. You know, you always, that's, that's what you want to, in anybody's description of what they want people to think of them or how they want people to think of them. Respect should always be on the list. You want people to respect you because if people respect you, they'll move differently for you. If they respect you, they don't want to disappoint you. You know, you hold each other to a different standard when you respect each other. So I, I really do believe that by selling on your, your on your appearance that you can get to the part of your experience and your services that you're trying to that you're working to provide and pitching for. This creates the foundation of your reputation and your brand. And from there, you need to execute your plan for follow up. You know, be elated for a conversion when you're pitching and that when you onboard that client, they say, yes, I want to work with you or work with you. But also accept rejection with grace. 
you know, some like I said earlier, sometimes it's just not a good fit. Sometimes you're you're not going to work with everybody that you pitch to. You're not going to gain everybody that you speak to as a client. Everybody is not everybody's cup of tea. So when you're accepting the rejection, do it gracefully. Don't get an attitude. I don't know whoever you chose. I hope they do a good job. Don't come to me when when they do it wrong. All that is not necessary. And sometimes, you know, if you reject, if you receive a rejection with grace, and you're still professional, they may get to the other person and be like, "No, I don't really like how you know that they're doing it." So I'm gonna go back over here to her, or I'm gonna go back over here to him. Although I told him, you know. Or her that I didn't want to work with her. You know, I see that now she is the better option. Sometimes people just need to weigh their options. Just because they say no the first time doesn't mean that they won't come back. Aha! And speaking on that, I remember when I was in the market for a new car. I went to a dealership and I inquired about a car that I liked. The salesman was awful i think i rolled my eyes at him most of the conversation uh first off i was young i was in my 20s yeah, i was in my 20s so you know he took that for granted that i probably didn't know what i was talking about well lies honey because i love cars i love to know how they work i like to compare specs i love all of it i don't want to fix it you know because i don't like getting dirty when a car get messed up you know i replace it but i need to know about what i'm replacing it with like i like to know specs and things like that and second you know he was just a jerk when i didn't decide right then and there that i wanted to pull the trigger he started you know talking crazy like ah you you ain't gonna do nothing you ain't gonna do nothing excuse me i told him i wasn't doing anything without my daddy sir okay how about that so fast forward to about a week later my daddy and I, you know, we decided on a vehicle. It was a different vehicle that, and I got it. So the guy that tried that I was that I'm talking about that I went to, he was rude. Uh, he called me in to see if I was ready to close a deal. So I informed him. I said, you know, I went with my dad, you know, and we decided to go with another vehicle. You know, this fool screamed at me, and he said, I ain't know. I, he knew I didn't know what I wanted when I wasted his time. Excuse me? Like, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> like, and then he hung up the phone in my face. Now, that's my family. That is piss poor customer service. And I started to roll out and pop up at that dealership to cuss him out. But I didn't. I did not. I didn't. Because I had a brand new car. So, whatever. Am I there to pay for it? Are you crazy? Whatever. So, you know, I wouldn't buy a popsicle on the corner from him if I was dehydrated. Because because he he pissed me off. I just thought that was so that was so crazy. And you know, I was not as mature then as I am now. It's like a maybe a fifteen year differential between when it happened and now, but I still remember it because he was awful. And I don't know what he's doing now, but I hope he learned from it. His raggedy self. He created a negative experience. And after I experienced him the first time, what he had to offer was no longer effective because I didn't want to work with him. You know, I didn't want to give him a sale. I didn't give a damn if he was selling limited edition spaceships. 
Yes, I found a different car, but I could have easily referred somebody to him if they were looking for a car. Or because he could have been so pleasant and professional with me the first time, I could have worked with him to find a car that I did like. That was not the scenario, so I moved right along. You know, you can't you can't be talking crazy to people. You know, and you and you're in a in a service based business, and people have options. You are not the only one that says what you say, makes what you make, or bake what you bake. People have options, so you always need to move with that in mind. You know, you when you know that you have competition, you're not really comfortable. You know, with providing lackluster customer service because you know somebody can you that means you're taking your your clients your customers your market you, that means you're taking them for granted you know when you just like ah whatever you know i can say what i want to say do do what i want to say it's my way or the highway not a customer not always right well the customer is not always right you know and being in service industries my entire career from 15 up to today the customer is not always right but you provide them with options or there's a way to communicate with them to let them know that what they're speaking is incorrect you know you don't just go go and say you wrong i'm right whatever you can get up out of here you can get up out of my store you can get up out of my business whatever they can get out and then they can tell a whole lot of other people how you acted and then they won't come back and then you will start seeing your business dwindle down or you'll start getting a bad what reputation. And so what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to call me for what brand strategy, brand culture and issues and communications management. I would rather you call me on how to strategize and implement a plan for creating customer retention than to call me or email me or reach out to me about trying to fix a problem that could have been completely avoided because in the end it's going to cost you money and you time so if you do it right the first time just understand your customers they will support you if you treat them right in order for you to be open you know for someone to be open So, with that being said, if you need help with reputation and image management, do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can email me at ashoemaker at houseshoe.co. I will respond. We will get something together for you. We'll do a discovery call because, you know, I may not be your cup of tea and you may not be my type of margarita. (laughs) So, all right, y'all, that's all I have for today. If you have not already done so, please subscribe to the House Shoe Podcast and leave a comment. I wish you all wellness and abundance. Remember to own your presence, own your purpose, and own your power.